Food Heals Nation, what have you been doing lately when it comes to truly caring for your skin? Have you tried any of the light therapy facials or the LED masks? I've shared on this show how I use lasers to completely remove my brown spots in the past, and I love anything that can help me with wrinkles or blemishes or redness or scars. I find a lot of great products on YouTube that I test out, and I've just discovered a new brand. It's called Lima, and when you see the before and afters on YouTube, you're going to be a convert too. They are changing the way that you care for your skin on actually a profoundly scientific level. This is the Lima laser. It's the world's most powerful clinic grade cosmetic laser device and the only laser FDA cleared for at home use. Why this is important is because I was spending, I'm not going to tell you how much, way too much money years ago when I was getting rid of those brown spots when I was really healing my skin. And now This same type of technology is available at home, and I'm here for it. I am so excited. So this is a near-infrared laser light that penetrates deep into the dermis, simultaneously working on your fat, muscle, and bone to give you like a non-surgical facelift. It transforms your skin. It helps skin issues like wrinkles, sagging, blemishes, pigmentation, redness, breakouts, and scars. And it does this with zero damage, zero pain, and zero downtime. And I remember the lasers that I used to do, they did have some downtime, so this is great. Make sure to check out some of the before and after photos on the website so you can see what I'm talking about. They have YouTube videos too. But the reason it's groundbreaking is it uses that near-infrared low-level light technology, which is completely cold and painless, and it's 100 times more powerful than an LED. And the craziest part is you can even use it with a full face of makeup. So check it out for yourself. Visit lima.life. L is for live. Y is for younger. M is for masterful. A is for approved, and learn more about the Lima Laser. If you're interested in trying one today, you can sign up for their newsletter. Tell them that Food Heals sent you, and please let me know if you order one. I want to hear about your results. Again, it's lima.life, L-Y-M-A dot life. Food Heals Podcast, episode 145. They said people are are eating maybe two servings of fruits and vegetables mm-hmm. per day, and and that's counting French fries and ketchup. That is absurd. Oh my! That God. just made me angry. <laughs> right? I How know. is ketchup a fruit or vegetable? Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals Podcast with your hosts Allison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to actually start using their $39.99 a month gym membership. If you experience any of these symptoms, Snapchat your trainer immediately. Welcome, Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining us. I'm Allison Melody. And I'm Susie Hardy. Today's guest is Tarashan Hausner. Tarashan is the founder of Blender Babes and has a long-held passion to help people live a healthier lifestyle in our chaotic and stress-heavy world. It took many moons for Tarashan to find her path. She suffered from an eating disorder for 10 years, and today we'll ask her how she overcame it. But first, we want to remind you of two of our favorite resources where, of course, we scored exclusive discount codes for our Food Heals Nation. Allison, sing it. Discount codes! Discount codes! <laughs> 
Friend of the show, Tara Ledoux, is a social media master and has created a beautiful guide to take the overwhelm out of social media, God knows everybody needs that, (laughs) and break down exact strategies for growing your social media platforms following organically and authentically created plans. It's called the Social Media Guidebook for Spiritual Entrepreneurs, and it is chock full of guidance on how to grow your brand awareness and foster engagement using the exact strategies Tara has used to grow her Instagram following from zero to 11,000. Yes, you heard me right. 11,000 in under a year and a half. So go to foodhealsnation.com slash social to get your guidebook and save $5 using the coupon code. What is it? Food Food heels. heels. (laughs) You told me to sing. I I love it when you sing. Don't make me sing. Back to (laughs) the social media guidebook. Guys, this is only $22. And for someone who has gone through many social media courses, because I'm social media challenged, $22 is nothing. It is nothing. And it is so helpful. And it is a steal. And it's pretty. And it's pretty. And of course, don't forget to stop by the Global Healing Center and get some fabulous skincare products and supplements. So I've been taking the Intracal, which is their calcium magnesium supplement. And it does help with a lot of things, including cramps. Yeah. Pain in general. It will help with pain in general. Good to know. I think. Will it help with back pain? It should help with pain in general. Any kind of muscular soft tissue pain should help with. So should I double up when I have pain? You could, t- you could titrate up. You could take a little bit more and see if that helps. Sure. Okay. Because most people are actually deficient, especially in magnesium yeah. and probably calcium. I know. And I learned that from you. And so, <laughs> <laughs> and so I had um, some calcium magnesium in uh, my cupboard that I had had for a long time. So I finished it up and then I got the Global Healing Center one and I've been taking that Um, for like two months straight and I feel like it's definitely helped with cramps and I haven't thought about using it like extra when I'm having back pain so that'll be a good thing to try. I think you should try it you know never I think it's never a good idea to take you know if the serving dose or the recommended dose is x amount you know you never want to take five or ten times that amount at any given time no I'm always cautious but well I just want to say for our listeners you know especially with minerals they're not a they're not necessarily a quick fix we're so we're often so mineral depleted Mm -hmm. that it takes a while to build that back up because minerals are used in so many biologic processes that you start to give your body what it needs and immediately it's kind of like oh we need it over here we need it over here your internal organs are the primary concern of your body when it comes to nutrition Mm -hmm. they want all those flowing right and then the lastly is like muscle and kind of teeth and skin and hair those get the nutrients later down the line so if you're mineral deficient it could take a while to build that back up and I think that I built it back up over the last two months and I really do feel better. So mm-hmm. thank you for explaining that because it's not an instant miracle. Cure. No, and that's what Americans want. We always want, you yeah. know, if you take a opioid, you take an Aleve, you take an Advil, it's immediate effect, right? If you take a Theraflu for nighttime, it's going to put you out. Like we want the immediate effect. And what we don't understand about nutrition from my understanding is that it's not necessarily an over a quick fix. You know, if you're sick as I am right now. And I'm sorry, listeners, I've had a monster cold for a week. I was throwing every nutrient I had at it. And uh, it's just a particularly virulent strain. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer. Yeah. And we have to give our bodies that time to heal because our bodies have a job that they have to do. And so taking... And they do it well. 
Oh, absolutely. When given what they need. Yes, exactly. So taking that quick fix that might make you feel better in the short term is actually more detrimental to your body in the long term. And that's why, yeah, yeah, we're all about the supplements and letting the body heal itself, even if it takes a little bit more time. So Susie, I know you'll feel better soon. You never get sick. I never get sick. And then when I do get sick, I kind of embrace it like, this is actually good. This like, means slow down. Yeah. Like when little, when I, we obviously don't, we say this often, we don't have children yet, but my friends that do have children and they always get sick when their little ones get sick because the little ones are building up mm. their immunity. They don't have immunity yet. Bacteria and viruses are also evolving all the time, but it's actually okay to get sick once in a while. It's if you're constantly battling something that's bad. Yeah. So when I get sick, I'm like, okay, this is my immune system is, is fighting something new. That's fine. It's just never taken this long. (laughs) (laughs) It's not what you're used to. Eight days. Eight days. And you know, Susie, some people have that all the time, once a month. They do. And when I was a kid, I had that. Did you? Yeah. And did your parents give you a lot of like... I had antibiotics every winter. I was so sick every year. I always had to miss my birthday. Like maybe not always, but I remember it repeatedly every December. December. Yeah. I would always be sick when winter hit us in North Carolina because it always hit in maybe November, December. And then I would be on a bunch of antibiotics and I know that did damage to my system. And I'm so glad that I know better now. And I do an overabundance of vitamin C and probiotics and all the things that I know are good for me. It's, you know, it's interesting because I I told you I almost went and saw a doctor, which I know what that was going to mean. It was going to mean antibiotics, even though they weren't going to take a test to see if it was a virus or a bacteria. You know, they they don't do that. That takes time. Yeah. And money. They'll just throw you a prescription. Yep. So. And it may or may not work. And usually And it's going to do damage. For a cold or flu, it does not work. Yeah. Yeah. So we want to boost our immune systems going back to the original conversation. <laughs> we, we strayed. We strayed. We haven't seen each other in a while. I know. We have to, we have to catch up. <laughs> but we trust the supplements at Global Healing Center because Dr. Group has his own personal healing story. And today we're going to talk to Tara Sean from the Blender Babes, and she will talk about how blending up your fruits and vegetables can make such a profound difference in your health. And there are so many people and stories that can attest to that. So I'm really excited to talk to her. Go to globalhealingcenter.com. Use the coupon code for 20% off your order plus free shipping. And next up, we're talking to Tara Sean of the Blender Babe. Can't while you're singing. The Food Heals Podcast starts now. We're here with Tara Sean. She's the founder of the Blender Babes. Blender Babes' mission is to create a movement to encourage and teach people how to use their blender to heal themselves with real whole foods and to thoroughly test, review, and share quality products with their blending-loving tribe. Welcome, Tara Sean. Hi, how are you? Great. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. Happy to be here. So what inspired you to start Blender Babes? Just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Like many people, I came across a high power blender demonstration years ago when I was in the market for a juicer. I was Mm -hmm. trying to, you know, had read all about juicing as like the tool that you had to have to detox and to live healthier. And I saw this high power blender demonstration um, at Costco. It was a blend tech. Mm -hmm. And I watched it make 
a green smoothie and a hot soup in a few minutes and it grinded grain and then it made ice cream and I was like my jaw dropped. I just couldn't believe that this machine that cost the same amount as a juicer could do so many more things. It was super versatile. So of course I got one and never looked back. You know, I actually ended up becoming one of those demonstrators. Oh, really? So, yeah, I was going all across California at these road shows. And, um, you know, it was actually in training where I realized that people that already owned a Blendtec or a Vitamix or, you know, other top power blender, at this time, it was really just those two, they would stop to watch the demonstrations because they wanted to know how to make things other than smoothies. Mm -hmm. And so that's where Blender Babes was born. I came up with the concept and started getting the social media and the domains. And, and it really took about two years to go from idea into inception. Um, and I started with just a few videos that I made for the people that were coming to watch the demonstration who were interested in buying and they weren't quite ready to make that investment because it is an investment. And they went home and would talk to their, you know, spouse or significant other and, and show them the videos rather than them having to come into the store and watch the demo again. And I had so many people come back and buy the next day because even their partners were blown away that this machine could do that. Um, they really are health machines. And I talked to hundreds of people in that time with so many stories of people curing cancer and, and huge weight loss and lowered cholesterol, lowered blood pressure, no more diabetes, like just really amazing stories. And I knew that this machine could help so many people. And so it kind of developed from, you know, videos that showed people how to make other stuff besides smoothies into how to use these blenders to live healthier and, and heal these kind of chronic illnesses through food. Okay, so did you not end up even buying a juicer? I did not end <laughs> up buying a juicer. Um, it just, you know, for the same price, the more that I learned about it and the more that I experienced having a smoothie versus an extracted juice, it was so much more satiating I just felt like the investment was better in terms of my dollars in, in a power blender than a juicer. Like if you have to make a choice, I would always go power blender. If you have expendable income, there is a time and place for juicing. I do believe that with a good extractor. But if you're choosing between one and want something that can make sauces and dips and batters and ice cream and bread dough and just all these kinds of amazing things, then definitely go with a power blender. Yeah. So what happened to me with the juicer is it became more economical because as juicing got more popular, um, all, there's all these juice shops down the street that I can walk at a fresh squeezed juice for five or six dollars and I don't have to clean the machine and I can get yeah. all that nutrition. It's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. The cleaning that of the machine is a big deal. <laughs> yeah. I once tried to do a juice fast on my own, like at home, right. making it myself, right? And I had all my recipes and I got yeah. all my organic ingredients and I was chopping and Oh my God, the way the the ha day. to have to clean that darn juicer, like yeah. it was just, I it's totally feel why uh, I totally get it while you just walk down the street. You literally feel like you're chained to your juicer the entire day and have to stay at home, which, you know, if you're hangry, maybe you should stay at home. <laughs> oh, I was, de I was definitely. After that experience, I realized I need to eat as well as do it. I can't just do a straight juice fast. It's not enough for me. I got very hangry. And I bet Tara Sean can tell us about some smoothie fast because I know that's like a thing that people do besides juice fast. 
Yeah. I mean, it's definitely much more satiating. You know, I've, I've read so many books about detoxing. I've tried so many different types of cleanses and detoxes and I ended up developing my own that was, it's called the blender cleanse. And basically it takes a whole food juice. Like you need a good power blender to make a whole food juice. Just a regular blender can't make it. They can make a smoothie consistency, but they can't make a whole food juice. So if you have a good power blender and you add enough liquid and you blend it long enough, of course, with some ice, because these power blenders start to heat after a while, you really can get like a thin consistency. Mm-hmm. So, and I think the biggest part of any detox or cleanse that most people fail to do and then end up usually quitting or not succeeding or finishing their, the detox or cleanse is preparing the body for it. And so, you know, it's really, really important to prepare the body. And so the the blender cleanse, it has a five day prep and meal plan that kind of walks you through in a, a slow elimination diet to remove common top allergens mm-hmm. and then allows your, your system to be ready to do the whole food juices, um, which is very satiating. I mean, it's 1700 calories, so it's not like an extracted juice detox you might want to eat, which is more mental, um, but you're not actually like hungry. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because I've done so many juice cleanses and I love them and I haven't done a blender cleanse yet, but you do feel it takes for me and most people like three days to get rid of those food cravings. But mm-hmm. I can imagine if you're so sati- 1700 calories of smoothies would keep me just fine. So how many on your on your plan? How many smoothies are people making a day? There's six. So there's your morning juice that you start out with is I am sunshine. Uh, There's the I am grateful, which is a beautiful like berry and beet and cayenne pepper juice. I love the affirmational titles. Yeah, it's fun. (laughs) I think the, the lunch one is I am sweet. And one of my favorites is I am spicy hot. That's the mid morning juice. It has a little little piece of jalapeno in there. So a nice kick. And then the evening juices, I am grateful. And it's a little bit more filling. It has um, sweet potato in it. and It tastes like pie. It's really good. And then we, we end with kind of a vanilla um, almond milk that is going to help um, help you sleep. I want all of Yum. them right now. <laughs> and, the, and the one with the jalapeno, that kind of also quells hunger, doesn't it? When you have a little bit of spice or cayenne. So whether, you know, whether it's cayenne or the jalapeno, it's that capsaicin is going to help flush things out as well. So really, really good. I noticed when I did the master cleanse and I put enough sufficient cayenne in there, it kind of kept me at bay for at least an hour. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'd get hangry again. Yeah, the master cleanse... um, I think that I lasted until lunch on day two. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. <laughs> Girl, I didn't even make it through one day. It's awful. I had dinner that night. There's no way that there's enough nutrition for anyone to get through that cleanse. Well, but you know what? Here's the thing is that the theory behind it is to rest your digestive system. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at the science behind digestion, and I have looked this up, I it's almost you. not worth it to eat. It takes two units of energy to get three back from eating. Mm. Uh, broken down into our cells. And so digestion takes a lot out of us. And the theory behind doing any kind of fasting or cleanse where you're, you're not eating and you're just having liquid is that you give your body a rest on that end so that it can do a lot of repair. Oh, absolutely. But I can't do it. 
I could do a, I could do a, I could do a blender cleanse. I could do a smoothie. Cleanse. I can do a green or a combo. I yeah. can do a juice cleanse or a blender cleanse. So I'm definitely down for Tara Sean's cleanse for sure. Um, Susie, do you have a blend tech or a Vitamix? Do you have? I don't. A, I don't either. Roxy, I have a do you? juicer. What? We need to get no. you one. Um, Tara Sean, you're probably going to be surprised, but you've got three <laughs> health conscious ladies in the Food Heals podcast studio, and we all don't have one. I do Wait, use. Do I know the benefits of it. Blender. I don't believe it. I know. So <laughs> sell us right now, and then we'll report okay. back if after this we all went out <laughs> and bought one. No, she already sold me when she said it. <laughs> I'm it, already it, sold a little bit. It too. breaks up grain. Like I wanted to make my own bread for the longest time. Yeah, I've seen the demonstration. So there's one cleanse I do in Palm Springs where they do a demonstration of a Vitamix every time, and every time I almost buy it, but I'm like, I just spend a couple grand on the cleanse i just can't drop any more money right now yeah, they're a lot of money yeah but they're getting cheaper right they, are they getting cheaper they are. no <laughs> so you know what blender babes does is we review all of the top blenders out there and we share with our community the results and we do we put them through very serious performance tests so i test them making ice cream i test them making nut butter obviously crushed ice grinding grains of course, a green smoothie, and, and I also do a green juice, and I also do a berry seed smoothie test. So these are all tests that a regular blender is not going to wow, handle they actually, very well. They range you know, regular a, blender, uh, in price. They really do. Yeah. I mean, it depends on oh, they what do. level you want to go to, now. I guess. Yeah, I mean, we have a section on our site that lists the sale items, and that includes a lot of blenders. And I did test a Nutribullet RX, which is... Actually, I have a Nutribullet. I do too, but I don't know what an RX is. I think the, that's the RX is the. It's probably I think almost twice as powerful as like oh. the regular. I think I have the regular. Yeah, me so too. it's it makes soup, <laughs> and I love Nutribullet. To be honest, if you just want to make you know a smoothie and some other little things like the Nutribullet's great, especially for travel. I love the size for travel. But when if you want to make bread dough and you want to make ice cream and things like that, if you want to grind your own grain and then in that same container make dough, then you want to start talking to the big dogs, which are Blendtec and Vitamix. KitchenAid has come out with a pretty good one. The market is starting to come out with many mm -hmm. more t models and brands that are competitive to Vitamix and Blendtec. And our goal is really to review them and share them with our community. And we, we work with the brand. So we are able to offer things to our community that, you know, other people don't. So there are some pretty good no, deals. No, that's on our amazing. Site. And what a great space to be in. And for us as consumers, it's like we get bombarded with advertisements and information. And it's so hard to read an honest review online anymore because you don't know if it's a sponsored review or if they're getting a commission. So you don't know if it's honest. And so to be able to go to someone like you guys who you review them honestly and tell us, here's what you can buy. And even if you get a commission, I'll give it to you for your honesty. You know what I mean? Like, I'm happy to. Yeah, and we, we really appreciate that. We do offer free gifts besides free shipping to our tribe that helps them get started with the blender. So we have, you know, like our free 21 day green smoothie challenge that they can do right away. At this time, we have our top 10 soup recipes and our top 10 ice cream recipes and little ebooks. So we're, we're always changing our offer and just trying to provide more value to and our And so community. earlier you mentioned a lot of the healing stories, and that's what you know we try to share on the Food Heals podcast because we believe that food heals and we believe that... We believe what? That food heals. <laughs> Sorry, did I stutter? No, I just wanted to hear you say it again. <laughs> In that respect, food can also kill. 
how are green smoothies and the types of smoothies that you are teaching people to make and whether they're soups, you know, you tell me, how do they help heal the body of various ailments, diseases, et cetera? The bottom line, especially in America, which, you know, is one of the unhealthiest nations in terms of like obesity and diabetes and all these diseases, which can be cured with food. I think that they said people are are eating maybe two servings of fruits and vegetables mm-hmm. per day, and and that's counting French fries and ketchup. That is absurd. Oh my! That God. just made me angry. <laughs> right? How the hell is ketchup? I How know. is ketchup a fruit or vegetable? My right? mouth, my jaw was dropped so oh my far, God. and then I just had to laugh. Sorry, sorry, Tarashan. Go ahead. And that's okay. I mean, when I that's why it stuck in my mind when I heard that or read that because it was so shocking. Like that's what our kids are eating. And that's why there's such a childhood obesity. So I think the reason why green smoothies have caught on so so well is that people are understanding that you can take your recommended daily dose, which is actually five to 10 servings of fruits and vegetables per day. And, you know, it's really hard to eat that amount and chew that amount and get that in on a daily basis. But you can literally toss the ingredients with hardly any, you know, prep time and cutting up, especially if you have a good power blender, throw it in the blender and drink it in one sitting. Even me, like I, I don't feel bad when I eat my favorite And is food, your favorite is fruit ketchup? Because I had my green smoothie this morning. So. Just kidding. <laughs> organic ketchup is I delicious. I do not do that Heinz stuff. That is oh, Heinz has an organic one now, supposedly. I know. Yes, they do. Actually. Do we trust it, you guys? I don't know. I don't know either. You know, the same goes for soups too. I think there's been so many studies where if people had, you know, a little bit of soup before their meal, they end up consuming less calories. And so just overall, having more soups and and green smoothies, you're adding so much fiber to your diet, you're adding so many vegetables and just so many phytonutrients and antioxidants and vitamins and minerals. I mean, it's what we're supposed to be eating, which is whole foods and making it in a more accessible way to the rest of the world. I want to go back to something that you mentioned, French fries. <laughs> I... <laughs> which are vegan and I eat them all the They're time. They're delicious. Um, I got it. First of all, I got into the car with my husband today and I'm sick, right? I'm still fighting this like King Kong cold that I've had for a week now. And Susie's never sick, you guys. No, I'm not. This is a big deal. No, but every time, you know, when I do get sick, I'm like, all right, I'll ride it out. But this has been for a cold. This is ridiculous. It's going on eight days now. But anyway, I got in the car and my nose is, and I have a really good nose. I can smell, I'm like a dog. I can smell things (laughs) from far away. So we went to a park and we were hanging out and we got back in the car and I was, I smelled I smell the smell of French fries. I'm like, did you have did you have French fries in the car today? He's like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, being sick this week, I was really bored. I went. I think I totally binged watched all of The Sopranos. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, to go back yeah. And, binge watch. and at some point, I was bored, so I flipped on the regular TV because I was literally on my back for a week, and I was watching Doctor Oz. And Doctor Oz had a woman on who wrote a whole book about potatoes. And how we need to embrace the potato again because of the whole anti-carb craze that some people mm-hmm. went through and still mm-hmm. go through. The potatoes have gotten a bad rap. So people will forgo the bread and forgo the potato and stay away from carbs. Not me. And <laughs> just letting everyone And she know. was doing this whole thing on potatoes. And I was like, you know what? And I've heard this before too where it's like um, 
bread, but wheat in particular. But potatoes have, as you just said, vitamins and nutrients and sustenance and are delicious and and nourishing and feel hearty. And especially, I mean, so many things you can do with them, right? Let's think about all the potato food, like mashed potatoes and French fries. Mm -hmm. They're so comfort. I make a good potato soup. Do you? Mm -hmm. You've never made it for me. I'm sorry. I will. Okay. I was watching this and I was like, yeah, I, in general, I stay away from French fries. Like, because it's in my mindset. I'm like, oh, that's bad. But they're not, especially if you make them yourself or you, you know that they're organic or... They're not bad for you. It depends on how they're prepared, right? Yes, yes. And so it depends on, like you said, if you make these foods yourself or if you get them from a restaurant. I would say, I mean, I'm generalizing, but eight or nine out of ten times the fries at the restaurant are bad. But maybe you're going to a super conscious restaurant that actually makes the healthy fries. And in LA... Fast food, no. Fast food, obviously, is it's not even food. Let's all say it. In the past, when I used to eat McDonald's, a fry would fall down in the car. And I'd find it three months later, and it was still the same. I remember that. That's not, <laughs> that's not food. And did you guys hear? Jamie Oliver, I think, sued McDonald's, and he won a lawsuit saying that their food was not food. I'm going to look it up, and I'm going to say it right. That okay. makes sense. Hold on one second. It's not. Well, I saw that movie, The Founder, which was a great movie, and it's about Ray Kroc, the guy who stole the idea for McDonald's from the McDonald's brothers in the, mm-hmm. I guess, the 40s or early 50s. And, fr- and made made franchises and basically kicked them out of their own business, but is the reason that McDonald's is what it is today. And in the movie, we see the genesis of when they go from, you know, the McDonald's brothers, they wanted real food. They wanted fresh food, whole foods. Ray Kroc turns to powdered fake milkshakes. And there's a whole scene about the McDonald's brother. There's like, there's no milk in the milkshakes. No. And Ray Kroc wins and takes over and then you get fake food processed food it's disgusting and so jamie oliver recently won the court proceedings against the largest food group and proved that their products are not edible and this included mcdonald's and so i think this is like a huge step forward for people to realize that what they're eating is not food in so many cases. And that's scary and that's horrifying. And like Susie said, she dropped a fry in her car. And how many years later did you find it? No, it was months. <laughs> <laughs> it was a few months. But, but still, still, anything that like if I had dropped half an apple, I'd come back and find it decaying by bacteria and mold because those little microbes want to eat that too. But a French fry is devoid of anything that they want or can even process and was perfectly the same. It's like a Twinkie or any kind of processed food in general. Yeah, and there was something on like the Today Show or Good Day LA or something about the McDonald's burger and fries that they had shown no rot after six years. Wow. That's not food. Terrifying. It's not food. So anyways, let's go back to Blender Babes. (laughs) Back to Blender Babes and green smoothies. (laughs) So instead of being negative, let's be positive. Um, Tara Sean, can you tell us about your personal healing story? We know that you've come a long way and that you used to suffer from an eating disorder. And how did you really overcome that? Was it through blending? Was it through what did you do? Uh, Yeah, it's actually very recent that I've been able to open up about this even on, on blunderbabes.com, still, still going through the healing process to be able to share without crying and getting emotional because it was a very a tough period in my life. Of but I, I do feel like I have come a long way and, and I'm happy to share now my experience because I 
hope that it helps other people. It absolutely does. Sharing your story is the only thing that we can do to help someone else who's just where we were, you know? Yeah. So true. So thank you in advance for sharing with us. You know, I think that there's so many young girls that have unhealthy relationships with food and especially here living in Los Angeles, it's so perpetuated by the media and by the entertainment industry. And as part of that a little bit, and it, it made it much worse, the you know low self-esteem and the eating disorder got worse and things like that. And so what my, were you doing? What was your job? What was your career? At that time, I was doing some modeling as my early 20s, going to the castings and competing for these jobs with hundreds of other super gorgeous, tall, very, very thin, bony girls. I mean, at that time, I was, I think, maybe 15 pounds thinner than I am now. I was like 120 pounds and 5'10", just... Oh, my God. Yeah, because, I I mean, we know each other in person, and Tara Sean is is quite fit. Trim. (laughs) In a healthy, hot way, though. Yeah. You know, when you're in the midst of an eating disorder, you have such body dysmorphia that you really don't see what you look like and you see something so different. But beyond that, what happened was I I was on my own. I'd broken up with my longtime boyfriend and Mm. I came across a book called The Secret. The Secret. The Secret. Sorry, I have to do my Oprah for that. (laughs) (laughs) You guys all saw that episode back then. It was like 10 years ago. It was like, no, even more, like 12 years ago. I think I did, yeah. And she brought on all the people from The Secret and was like, The Secret. (laughs) I'll never forget. It was amazing. I'm so going to play that in my head now every time. (laughs) (laughs) And it was, you know, it's a very like quick read spiritual book that really opened my eyes to my thought process and how negative my thoughts were just started to become more aware and conscious and being able to take a step back and watch my mind um, and realized how horrible I was to myself. Mm. And so that, that led to reading many, many more spiritual books and and starting to meditate and just really starting to realize that I couldn't keep doing this to myself. It was making me incredibly unhappy and no one in the world really knew about it. And so it was this horrible like shame that I was wow. living with for such a long time. So it be- must have been really lonely. It was really lonely. You know, I'm an only child, so I really didn't have a lot of outlets of talking about it really with anyone because I hid it from my friends. I hid it from my family. I was an only child too. And um, not that I had an eating disorder, but everything that I would go through, I was always feeling like I was going through it alone. And I was always jealous of people with um, siblings. I used to be so jealous of people with siblings. And then I've I've had so many close friends like with yes. siblings. And now I'm like, oh, yes. well, <laughs> oh, now I'm like, my friends are my sisters. That's why I had 18 bridesmaids. No joke. Um, but I had to overcompensate for the lack of sisters. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I just mean years and years ago, like when I was a teenager, it felt really lonely because I felt like I had no one to talk to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, there's definitely the pros and cons to having siblings and to child. So yeah, I ended up moving to a different location and just being in a new environment and just making the decision that I wasn't going to do this anymore. And I stopped Mm. and the not acting out was definitely like the first step. And then since then, it has also taken me many years to continue 
practicing and continue trying to work on self-love and self-care and self-esteem and things like that, which, you know, that didn't like change overnight. That actually took much longer than just quitting acting out in terms of the eating disorder. So did you have like an aha moment? Was that the secret or was that you said, you know, you just stopped? Like, what did that look like? I was in my new apartment, you know, living on my own, Mm -hmm. um, finally, after so many years. How old were you at this time? I was 28. Mm -hmm. And I started to act out at my new place. I did what I did. And I looked at myself in the mirror. And I just said, I am not going to bring that here. What does act out mean? I was bulimic. So I literally just made that decision. And even though like for most of my life and even now I have very little willpower, (laughs) especially when it comes to French fries. (laughs) (laughs) We're with you on that one. At least I am. It just, I was able to stop and I've just never looked back, you know, and I've only been moving forward and getting better and getting stronger and working on myself. And, you know, like we, we are here to learn and we are here to grow. And I just hope now that I can help other people that have maybe similar unhealthy relationships with food to know that they can get over it and they can move past it and it's not forever and they do have to take steps to learn how to love themselves again, which can be the hardest part. And why is self-love so important in healing ourselves? Like we talk about the food, we talk about the smoothies, we talk about the nutrition, but Without the self-love, in my opinion, it seems like we're missing a huge component in the healing process. Absolutely. I mean, self-love is the most important love of all, because if you don't love the greatest love of all, the greatest, (laughs) perhaps. Yeah, I mean, I'm always working on it. You know, I I can tell when I digress back into my old habits and patterns. And I, I really have to pull out the gratitude journal. I've done mirror work, you know, like Mm -hmm. talking to myself (laughs) in that mirror, like everyone knows that's my least favorite thing, but yes, (laughs) it's hard. It's tough. Look, it makes you face your demons, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you don't love yourself, you're not able to love others in the way that they need. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but you're usually seeking their approval or their love mm-hmm. unduly where no one can ever love you enough to make up for the fact that you don't love yourself. Yeah, no and one I feel can like fill that void. That happens a lot in marriages, right? Yeah. Where it's like all that yeah. shit, all those movies like, you complete me and oh, I found God. the one and soulmate. <laughs> and it's like, well, that's great and all. But if you don't think that you're awesome besides that, it doesn't matter because they can't love you enough to make up for it. Susie, you're inspiring me right now. You know all the love stories in movies that are just like this. The person is complete when they meet that person. We need to make a movie. I blame Disney. I blame Disney too, uh, for sure. (laughs) But even every romantic comedy is the same way. And every comedy TV show has those elements as well. But like, we need to make a movie where it's like the girl discovers she loves herself. The end! (laughs) All right, let's do it. Like even Sex in the City, like these shows that we admire and we just love to talk about, they're promoting that. Because that, there's that innate part of being a girl. It starts, you know, preteen. Yeah. But again, I blame Disney. It starts in Disney, Disney times when we're watching all those goddamn cartoons. And, <laughs> and, um, and they're changing. I think they are changing. Like I think uh, Frozen is a little different. 
Mm-hmm. No, Frozen was definitely different. And like they're kind of changing. Moana was different. But the ones that are from old school, like yeah. you're nothing until your prince comes and wakes you up. Yeah. Literally. Yes. You're sleeping until your prince comes to wake you up. Or puts the glass or, slipper. Or, or kisses what, you. Right. You know, it's something uh, really interesting that I've found too. Because I also struggle with loving myself. I think somewhere along the lines, I thought being really hard on myself was going to make myself, make me achieve something. But then it was just me being hard on myself being like a harsh judge. I also have been on casting calls, Tarashan, and more on the acting realm. I did some modeling. I did some go-sees, but more acting auditions and always thought that I was really hard on myself that I'll be better I'll be, and I'll get the jobs and I'll get the approval and, then, and so on and so forth. And, I think, and that took me a long time to even discover that. But my point being is that what I found helpful, and you guys tell me what you think of this, is that when I finally realized how harsh I was on myself Mm -hmm. and instead of going oh I shouldn't be harsh on myself I have to love myself but doing affirmations when you're already being negative doesn't always work so I found a technique to embrace hating myself like letting it be there acknowledging it yeah and then embrace loving myself and going back and forth and going yeah either one's okay because I'm not perfect but what it did Sedona method sorry what it did was I love Sedona shake it shake it free for me instead of like you know I would do affirmations and mirror work and write things on the on little postcards for me to find and and it didn't get rid of the self-loathing it's straight up self-loathing it didn't get rid of it like I was aware of it it was there I was working on it for me acknowledging that it was there and like letting it be there like a took the charge away and I feel like everyone has different modalities for sure of healing themselves and there's mirror work and there's meditation and there's Sedona method there's all these things therapy that we can do but it's what works for us and so finding that perfect thing that works for you it's different for everyone and that's oh, yeah. why like we love hosting the podcast because we get to hear stories of what worked for someone and then someone listening can go hey I'm going to try that and see if it works for them yeah. but it's always a journey well I think for any kind of psychological emotional issue it's never one thing Right. Mm-hmm. Like Tarashan, did you I'm sure you utilized many different types of things to help you work through these issues. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. You know, I want to sidetrack for a second, because for anyone that's listening to this who has dealt with auditions, acting, modeling, and you've dealt with the rejection and all of these things, we live in a modern day society where you can be anything you want right? Because we have online. So for example, because Susie and I host this podcast, we got to do this cool photo shoot with Guna's handbags. We didn't have to audition for that. They said, we're going to send you handbags. Will you do a photo shoot? We didn't get any negative feedback. Everyone said wonderful things about us. I felt amazing doing that photo shoot. Mm -hmm. You looked amazing. You looked amazing. Marvelous. (laughs) (laughs) But like what I'm saying is you can do anything online now. You can be true. who you want to be. If you're a singer, you can sing. Roxy will produce your LP, right, <laughs> right, Roxy? I'll do it all. I'll do it all. Like you can do so much on your own. You can le- learn GarageBand or so some simple program to produce your own music. You can get a friend or someone to take your photos, or you can spend a little money to hire a photographer and say, you know what, I'm a model. That's very you know true. what? Send me some products. I'm going to model with your products. I'm going to send you the photos. Actually, and then beyond that. Model. Beyond that, it's more about, I know sister of a friend who is way younger than I am. She's definitely like early 20s. And her sister was a, f- a fashion runway model. They're both beautiful, very tall. 
But she instead went to Instagram and created a following. Exactly. And started shooting photos of different her in different products. Yeah. Those companies eventually went to her and be like, oh, we're going to sponsor you. Exactly. Yeah. That's a perfect, perfect way to become whatever it is you want to do. Tara Sean was like, you know what? I'm going to be the fucking blender queen, okay? Like, I'm going to take over this space. And you have, like, do you have competition, Tara Sean? <laughs> Uh, I am friends with a lot of the other like blender aficionados um, in the space. And that's always been my goal is there are so many like blending girls, including the blender girl, Tess, Mm -hmm. and there's Kimberly Snyder and all these people who, you know, really kind of began the, I would say the trend and people that I follow. The blend revolution. (laughs) The blender. The the blend. I know I tried to do that. Wait, what is it? Blendolution? I like that. (laughs) (laughs) To me, they're the original blender babes, you know, and to me, like my community are all blender babes because the people that find me and kind of love what we're doing, also people that love blending as much as I do, and they love their blender. I mean, if you get a Vitamix and you guys start playing with it or Blendtec or any of these you're going to love it. Like you're going to be so mad that it took you so long to go get one. What make and model? What make and model is in your kitchen right now? Or do you have multiples? I have about 35 blenders. No. Oh my god. Well, she's the blender babe. She has to. <laughs> do you have a huge kitchen? No, I just I have a storage for them. <laughs> Cuz she has to test them all. So do I they do. send them she's got to like you a blender for- closet? Like you have a shoe closet? I do have a shoe yes. closet. But they yeah. don't send me all the shoes for free like they probably <laughs> send Tara Sean. I remember saving up for my first Vitamix. You bed. have 35 blenders? I do. I do. I have I right now the one that I use in my kitchen is the Blendtec Pro 800 and that's the one that has the sound enclosure. Do you give them all love or do they just remain in the closet? I do. You know, I I play with them because I'm I'm always testing them compared to another blender. Oh. So One of the things I really like to do is compare, like put blenders head to head. And I really want to do these like blend offs where I like break blenders, you know, like I want to get like whatever ninja, you know, KitchenAid, I don't care. I just want to like blend up whatever that's food because, you know, only Blendtec can blend like golf balls and rake handles, all that kind of stuff. (laughs) Um, But I want to, I just want to really put them to the test and potentially break them because normally I'm trying to see what they can do. Like I really want to show what they can't do. <laughs> I'm just I'm just envisioning you putting in like bolts and screws and <laughs> yeah and yeah. like rocks and lava <laughs> stones and what else <laughs> we did a test at, in uh, at YouTube studios and it was our first time shooting there and it was before the election and I, I blended up like some Trump dolls and Hillary dolls and wanted to do this like nice. whole political blend off shut and, uh, up I have to see this video I- <laughs> I meant to do the videos where they were like side by side and seeing how they blended. And I ended up doing, you know, one at a time because you have this like red camera that's getting like super slow-mo. So I ended up making two individual videos and I put one up and I think the first one was a Trump one. And I, I put it on our YouTube channel and the responses were so negative, like so negative. And then I put up Hillary one. And again, they were super negative. Like, you know, why are you getting political? Like, we don't want to see this. And, you know, to me, that was like a microcosm of my whole community. And I just realized that you can't get political in your business. Oops, <laughs> um, so we do. Like, at least, <laughs> no, well, we have to. Depends. 
depends on your on your business, but for, yeah. for me, um, I was trying to just make have some do something fun and. Fun. It sounds really lighthearted and non political, in my opinion. And I would have well, if you it. blend everyone equally, there's no problem. Yeah, exactly. You're like I took a as long as you didn't blend Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to blend Bernie. No. Yeah, but I just realized that it wasn't worth losing blender sales and turning off people that were part of my community and been part of it. It's such a charged time. Like it was really charged before, during, and now after the election. And it just, I realized that it just wasn't worth it for me. And I, ha- I have those. And maybe someday that I'll share, maybe someday later in the future, I will share them. But I took them down and just chucked it up to a learning lesson, which I've had very, very many in my journey as an entrepreneur. <laughs> That's how we learn, right? That's Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got to make mistakes so that way you learn from them. You do. <laughs> so have you always been an entrepreneur? I think so at heart. Mostly, A, I realized that I hate, hated working for other people. Yep. And I think it was when I first came out of college, you know, I was I was engineering major at USC and then I transferred over to urban planning. And so I went into the private sector right out of right out of school. Had, you know, this big corner office and nice corporate job and I was so miserable. I was beyond like every Monday I would come home and cry. I was just so unhappy. And so I started reading about, you know, online businesses and this was like 2001, 2002. And I took out my 401k and I started a little eBay business. So wow. I was risky. Yeah, it was. But I bought jewelry downtown and I would take the pictures and then do the listings. And I was, you know, I started selling a lot of jewelry. Uh, I was like one of the first people doing like fun, cute costume jewelry that was inexpensive on eBay. Mm-hmm. And I ended up becoming a power seller and ended up quitting my job and working at home. And that was like my first foray into my own business. Wow. You were one of those eBay like, <laughs> oh, my God. So cool. I used to read about people like you when I was getting into my entrepreneurial journey. I mean, it was definitely, again, a lot of a lot of learning lessons. Um and I didn't really get back into working for myself again until Blender Babes. I got into sales and, and then I was specializing in luxury watches. And specifically, I was doing a lot of like Rolex and diamonds and working for this online business that dealt with those. Um, and that was really fun. That helped me learn a lot about like running a business 100% online. And then I was working in a jewelry store and, and, you know, that's shortly thereafter was where I kind of fell into the blenders and it makes me so happy to be my own boss and to help so many people. And there's so many challenges and you wear so many different hats and you learn so many different things. Like I, I know design when I didn't know before and I know technology and coding which I didn't know before and marketing and advertising and copywriting. It's just like, it's mind boggling all the stuff that I, I feel like I do on a daily basis that before you go to a job and you kind of do your one thing and you leave at five and go home and don't think about it. <laughs> totally. And you're, you're preaching sur- to the choir. To the choir. Yeah. All three of us in this room. I know Illustrator now. Ooh. I didn't know Illustrator before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just like you just have to learn whatever it is you need to build that next step of your business. And I love that, you know, what you're saying totally resonates with me. And like I have some friends like back in North Carolina who would be like, what are you doing all the time? And I'm like, I'm learning. It takes a little bit of crazy. 
takes a little bit of crazy, you know, because you have to buck convention and you have to buck what your parents say, or your friends say, or your friends in North Carolina or whoever. <laughs> and it takes a lot of chutzpah. Definitely. And we've been we've been really blessed. Um, I think we kind of jumped in like right when the green smoothie and power blender thing kind of took off. We've gone through ups and downs, but we've had a really supportive community and tribe and really built our different social media channels, which are, you know, they're different demographics for different channels. And so kind of really need to understand them all so that you can talk to them. But we've built relationships. I have recipe testers and I, you know, I have people that I go back and forth with still on social media and it does take up a lot of my time. But, you know, I love being able to interact with my tribe. It's hard to pass that on to somebody else. Do you have any tips for someone who was starting a health-based blog or food type of business? What would you tell them to do? Yeah, I, w- I definitely say um, one of the best resources that I've come across for newbies to, you know, like blogs in general, but like food blogs is Food Blogger Pro. Yes, we've been interviewed them. on them before. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> awesome. They've we love got, them. Uh, they've got some really great like tutorials for each little section, whether it's learning about SEO or learning about the top plugins that you need as a food blogger and you know, sometimes setting things up right at the beginning and how your URL structure is and which, you know, SEO plugin that you're using, doing things right versus having to like change stuff way down the line will just save you so much time and headache. My other tip would be to really do what it is that you love versus trying to pick something that you think would be popular. It comes through with how you talk and, you know, your passion for what you're sharing with the world really comes through when it's something that you love. I couldn't agree more. I'm totally with you. So I saw this on your blog and this is one of my (laughs) favorite things. Um, I love Bulletproof. Oh, nice. (laughs) But I don't do butter. Right. You're, You're vegan. Yes. So how do we make a vegan Bulletproof coffee? Yeah, I make this all the time, actually. It's one of my favorite recipes. It's called the spicy coconut. I was just going to say, what could it be? What are we replacing with butter? Coconut <laughs> oil. Yes. Yes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So We all already knew, but the I mir- want to The miracle to food. The miracle food. Definitely use coconut oil. Um, you could also use MCT oil or both. And then I particularly like to use full fat coconut milk, like the kind from the can. Yum. So that just adds a little bit more of the creaminess, which is what butter can provide in the Bulletproof. Ooh, I just got some in my swag bag from Vegan Street Fair. I'll have to try it. Full fat coconut milk? Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yes. And then a little little touch of vanilla, a little bit of stevia I like to add. And then I do a little bit of cayenne pepper mm. and a little bit of cinnamon. There's a post on blunderbabes.com, three bulletproof coffee recipes, and it includes two vegan ones, including the spicy coconut, as well as like the classic stuff. For our listeners that don't know about bulletproof coffee, can you explain um, why it's good? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the concept of it is that you're taking the an original bulletproof includes the grass-fed butter and coffee. They do like rain oil or MCT oil. It's some sort of like rain, rain octane rain oil. Octane, yes. Yeah. Thank you. I I buy it and I have it at my house. I put it in my smoothies too. And it's supposed to just give your brain like the stuff it needs to fire it up in the morning without having the stuff that you would normally eat for breakfast to digest. So 
it's kind of like when you eat something, all of the energy goes to digesting it right away. So you might feel like tired. So if you don't have this and you have the caffeine, um, you're sustained by the butter. And then you've got like the MCT oil or brain octane that's going to get your brain firing on all cylinders. So you're very alert and like ready to go in the morning. And usually because of the being satiated by the butter or in the vegan bulletproof case, the coconut oil, when I've done it, I'm literally not hungry until 12, one o'clock yeah. in the afternoon. And which is very unusual for me. Like I wake up, I'm hungry and I want to eat. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not happy or nice to you until I eat. <laughs> so, so to have just a coffee with butter in it, like when I first heard about it, I literally thought it sounded like the grossest thing ever. So it's definitely something to try. And the butter actually makes it like really, really creamy and kind of amazing. But I have had the same experience making it the vegan version with the coconut oil and the full fat coconut milk gives it that kind of nice texture, which is that same that butter can give. And I really love adding the bit of cayenne and the cinnamon because it gives it a nice little kick. Yeah, and I've never made it with the um, coconut milk. I've only made it with coconut oil, so I'm super excited to try that. Oh, nice. Awesome. There is something out that they have. I saw it at Health. I got it, actually, because I mistakenly bought it for coconut oil. It was like full – I'm going to not remember what it was called. But was it was it like the full, mitochondria stuff? No, no, no. It was, it, was, it was coconut – it was like coconut milk and oil. It was like full coconut product. So I was doing it for, all, for oil pulling for my teeth. Mm. And I put a spoonful in my mouth. I'm like, this – has like some other textures going on. It was like the meat of the coconut with the oil. It was really interesting and it was very rich and it was very flavorful. I thought you were going to talk about what they have. Um, it's called Unfair Advantage that Bulletproof has. It's another way of like improving your brain, brain enhancing energy, but without the caffeine feeling of like, oh, I'm anxious, I'm jittery. It's about the mitochondria is all I know. So hmm. that's another product of theirs that I like. They're always coming out with lots of new stuff. Seems like Bulletproof's been growing for a while. Yeah, they're doing well. And I guess oh, so there's a brand. Bulletproof has a place downtown now, a coffee shop. And I go mm-hmm. there a little bit too often. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. A little bit? A little bit. But um, I get the vegan version, obviously. But, but it's better than regular coffee. No, it's so much better. You literally, like Tarashawn says, you're not hungry. Is that for why hours. you have so much energy all the time? A little bit. Okay. Um, no, I don't do it every day because I'm not downtown every day. You know, I live in West Hollywood, so I either work from home or I'll go downtown because I have my other office there with my client. So that's like maybe two to three days a week only. But it's just a little fun routine that I have to get out of the office and go there. And I just like the energy there. It's in a new development in the arts district. So it's like fun. And it's right next to Cafe Gratitude, which is another great vegan restaurant. So sometimes I'll get lunch at Cafe Gratitude and then go to Bulletproof coffee and so yeah they're growing i'm i'm sure that they're going to be like starbucks soon and have a million locations they're just not there yet yeah so good for them tara sean can you leave us with one of those smoothie recipes that you listed at the beginning like what's your favorite or what do you think is the most healing or delicious we'll take any of the above Gosh, there's so many. I'm going to give you guys a really easy one because I, and it's one that I really recommend for people that have kids or picky eaters or, you know, even like spouses that just don't want to drink anything green. Yeah. Um, so my husband, <laughs> there you go. So what I do is I get either the frozen acai or the acai juice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like do that, that with a, a vegan yogurt. 
or regular yogurt, whatever you use, but just try and get unsweetened mm-hmm. and red cabbage. Whoa. Yeah. Was not expecting that. Okay. So red okay. cabbage, it's going to you know give you some cancer-fighting properties, lots of phytonutrients. It's very hard to detect in the smoothie from both, both the color and the taste. And then you're just going to want to add um, berries and banana. So very, very simple. Of course, some ice if the fruit's not frozen. And people love this smoothie. I actually sold a lot of blenders because of it. Really? And where do you get yeah. your frozen acai? Do you order it online? Because I've never seen it in supermarkets. Oh, not they even... have it at Whole Foods. They do? They yeah, have it down I, the street. It, they have it at Ralph's it, now. What? They also yeah. have it at Costco, guys. Like no. Yeah. Okay, now I feel dumb. So <laughs> I looked at Whole Foods. I couldn't find it. I was going to order it on Amazon. It's with the frozen berries. Fine. It's the Sambazon brand. Sambazon? Sambazon, yeah. Okay. I love Sambazon. And I break those packets up. So I usually to do them into thirds or halves because they are kind of expensive. I do like the juice, particularly in this in this smoothie, but um, for the frozen packets, I love making my own acai bowls at home. I was just going to say the acai bowls are maize balls. Mm, I love them. Yeah, and, and I buy them here. You know, if you're out, it's like $12 by the time I put all my toppings on it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Like I could make it at home and I've got all my, you know, I'm kind of a topping girl. So I really, I've got like the chocolate covered chia seeds and shredded coconut and coconut flakes. I mean, I have it all. I'm inspired. (laughs) I'm getting hungry right now because I'll buy them too, Tarashan. Just like you said, by the time I put all the toppings on, it's like a ridiculous amount of money when you can do it at home so easily. But it's just so pretty and fun to go out and do it. It is. It is pretty. It's pretty. But, you know, if you get like some cute dishware, you know, and you've got your favorite spoon and you just, I really enjoy making that home at home. And it's pretty much everything that you make with these, you are using the blender and trying to make it at home. Like you can save a lot of money over the long, over the mm, long. Yeah. I know it's expensive. It's an upfront cost, but it pays for itself. The good power blenders, they typically last 15, 20 years. I was just doing the math calculations of the amount of, uh, with your amount of blenders that you own. How much blender real estate you own? <laughs> <laughs> How much is she worth? What's her net worth what's, based what's on blenders? blenders? <laughs> yeah, her blender worth. It's a lot. That's a lot. A lot of yeah. It's awesome. And I've, I've got some really high end ones too. There's some companies now, like from all over the world, that are sending me blenders because they want us to take a look at them. And I, you know, and I let them know, like, if I don't like it and I don't think it's a good blender, I'm not going to review it. That's how the cookie crumbles. <laughs> no, and that's why I appreciate you because I appreciate that honesty and that we're not going to get a false positive review. Mm-hmm. That's really important to me. Yeah. So where can everyone find you online, stalk you on Instagram, and follow all your adventures? Yes. Well, everything is Blender Babes. I got that pretty early, which I was really grateful for. Um, so it's BlenderBabes.com. My handle's Blender Babes on everything. Um and if people are interested in trying the free version of my juice detox, it's blenderbabes.com forward slash detox. So it gives them everything that they need if they wanted to basically use their blender to cleanse and detox their body in seven days. And can you leave us with a tweetable? Live healthier, get a blender from Blender Babes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can link to like the best blender. <laughs> All right. If you like that, tweet it to us at Food Heals Nation. Tweet it to Tara Sean at Blender Babes and go to Food Heals Nation for all the show notes. Tara Sean, thank you so much thank for being you. here. Thank you, ladies. For all the show notes from today's show, go to foodhealsnation.com. 
Also at foodhealsnation.com, you'll find all our discount codes. Hey, Allie, are you social? I'm social. Let's talk on social. Okay. Make sure to join our Food Heals Nation Facebook group at foodhealsgroup.com, where you can connect with other Food Heals listeners, ask questions, add value, and of course, we've got Tribe Building Tuesday to help you build your business and your personal relationships, and we've got Self Promotion Saturday, where you can post your links to your business, your blog, your recipes, your healing story, anything you want. And of course, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash foodhealsnation. And we're on Twitter and Instagram at foodhealsnation. And you can follow my personal adventures at Allison Melody TV. For all the show notes, go to foodhealsnation.com. See you next time, Food Heals Nation. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put in their Lululemons and take a yoga class while drinking a green juice. If you experience any of these symptoms, text your priest immediately.